Hello, hello, hello. What is up, beautiful people? It's your girl, Jasmine. Thank you so much for tuning into the Brown Girls View Show. I am so grateful that you decided to take a listen and join me and all the wonderful supporters um, this time around. In this episode, we are going to be speaking about patient endurance. And before we get into all that, as you can probably tell, I'm a little stuffy, so please bear with me. It is extremely cold in Georgia right now so my nose and my sinuses are like girl what is going on because we are used to that Cali sun okay anyway like said in this episode we are going to be speaking about patient endurance and what that looks like when God has us in this season of transition of drought or a wilderness so you know whatever season that you're in where it feels like You know, you're struggling to trust God's plan for your life. And ultimately, this episode is an encouragement for all of those people like myself who find themselves sometimes questioning and doubting if God sees them and and can get a little frustrated because God has them in this waiting period, in this waiting room. And, um, you know, this episode is going to be very 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 encouraging um because it it shows us God's heart and it shows us how his word positions our heart to be able to patiently wait and endure uh, as he's working out all the kinks so before we get into all of this let's go back to the last episode if you haven't already and um that episode covers about how our heart must be positioned in in humility um, in order to be strengthened in times where we find that our hope is deferred or we are discouraged. And we do this and we have this posture of humility in our heart for a renewed faith, for a renewed strength. And um, this ep- that last episode is almost like a, a foundation or a, a, a link to to this new one so why don't you go ahead and check that out if you haven't already and come back we ain't going nowhere so no worries but before we dive into this week's episode grab a pen a piece of paper grab some tea i've been loving on peppermint tea lately i will definitely continue to give you guys more recommendations about tea because i love tea okay i'm not a tea connoisseur but i'm getting there so you know i just need a little certification but um, i've been drinking on peppermint tea lately and it has been so good for my sinuses and um it's actually been clearing up my skin a little bit and helping me with my digestion so peppermint tea y'all is the way to go but like i said before we jump into this episode Get yourself together, grab your notepad, your little snacks, whatever you need, because we're about to have a little fun in God's word, and we'll be right back. All righty, welcome back from that short break. Okay, we're going to get right into this thing. So this episode surrounds the topic of patient endurance and long suffering. And I want to keep things very clear and simple 
because we can get lost really quick. So I would advise um, that you take notes and always pray over God's word for understanding and for your own conviction in your life. But there is a theme and a thread of words that I want you guys to pay attention to. And some of those key words are endurance, strive, persevere, and the like. If anything were to uh, speak to you in the scriptures that are like these words or have the same similar meaning to these words, um, like long suffering, you know, like endurance or striving or persevering. So I want you guys to pay attention to that because by the end it's going to come together so beautifully and it's going to be awesome. So um, just a little short update about where I am right now. Um, it's currently been three weeks since um, I posted the last episode and it has been, <laughs> I have been in this season of transition and God um, getting ready to elevate me and I call it the waiting room before I see you know the doctor or whatever you want to you know see it as but the waiting room God has me in and it hasn't been easy because uh, like mentioned in the last episode I have been you know trying to do things my own way and um I haven't God has me in a place where I'm seeking him step by step um and you know stepping out of what I think and how I think things should go but humbling myself before him and saying you know what I'm gonna walk with you on this thing and I don't know what's going on I don't know how you're gonna do it Because it seems like the more jobs I apply to, the less interviews I get. And the more I try to do things my way, it just doesn't work. So I'm going to do it your way, God. And I'm going to walk with you. And he's unfolding it before me day by day. And it's been beautiful. And so he's told me to rest in him and to um, walk with him. And that's what I've been doing. And I have been... Uh, faced with so much warfare and depression and anxiety to the point where it's like I can't even leave my house I can't get out of bed I don't want to eat I don't want to do nothing you know and um you know it it was God's word that pulled me out of those places and to know that he has a plan in the midst of me thinking that there is no plan um in the midst of thinking that I have no more options or have exhausted every single possibility, um, God has opened my heart to want to walk with him. And this is a daily thing, y'all. And it has been a little frustrating from time to time because I'm like, why can't you just show me what's going to (laughs) happen? Why can't you just allow me to see that it's going to be okay? But right now I realize that God wants me to cling to him. He wants me to to cling to him every step of the way and to seek him for wisdom and understanding and strategy. And which we talked about in the last episode that um, direction and strategy comes from God's word and walking with him. You know, sometimes um, I've been watching The Chosen. And when the disciples, it's a great show, y'all. When the disciples were uh, 
doing when Jesus was telling them to do certain tasks or they were going to certain cities, they were often asking, like, where are we going? What are we doing? And how are we going to do this? And Jesus, all Jesus would say was, follow me. And it's in the same way that God will have us follow him. When we don't know what's happening, when we don't know what's going on, but it increases our faith because when we read the Bible, it's a um, testimony to to who God is and his character and that everything that is happening right now is in his plan, even if we don't understand what's going on. And we hear that so much. But really, it is a daily walk. So that's where I'm at right now. I'm walking with God daily. And as I walk with God, um, just last week, he began to remind me of a time where I was in a similar position. I had similar feelings and frustrations. And it was actually five years ago um, about, I would say, the first time that I actually um in my heart decided to commit to God for the first time and this was 5 years ago like i said i was a freshman in college and uh oh well, i say almost 5 years ago four and a half whatever who's keeping track um but i was in a place where i I had the same feelings. I felt like I was lacking. At the time, I was basically homeless. I was working on my campus. Um, I'm not going to say which one, but I was working on my campus uh, to be able to live on campus. So it was like, you know, you work, you stay here. And I was also getting a stipend. So it was really helping me at that time because I didn't have anywhere to go, you know, being a foster youth um I didn't have many options and honestly I was prideful because I didn't want to do what everybody else is doing you know but anyway I wanted to stay in Palos Verdes okay and um so I was working and I was ended up getting wrongfully terminated and of course I'm devastated because I'm like if I can't work that means I can't live here anymore and that was, you know, the agreement. So I was so discouraged. I was so depressed. And at that time, I was also questioning, well, what am I going to do with my life? <laughs> you know, at the time I was a music major. I wanted to be in entertainment. And it was not, it wasn't, I was like, I don't think this is something that God wants me to do. Um, And... It was just like I was so confused about where I was headed as far as my career. And I was also in a emotionally abusive relationship uh, with my ex. And it was just so many things where I have felt lost and I have felt like, you know, like what is going on in my life? And, you know, I don't have anywhere to turn much like, you know, moving out here, taking that a step of faith that God called me God called me out here and I'm like he has to make a way. He has to make a way because I there's these are things that are beyond my control. I can't do anything and I was so fearful much 
much how in times in this season I've been fearful, like, how am I going to pay my rent? But God has came through, okay? Amen. God has came through, y'all. But anyway, God began to remind me of a time where I was in that similar position, which had led me to the word and the scripture um, that we're going to read shortly. But it was the parable of the sower. And at the time I'm reading the, the scripture and I'm like, okay, God, because I remember praying. <laughs> Actually, this funny thing, what was going on at the time was I was thinking about transferring to LMU. I hadn't gotten an acceptance letter yet. Um, and I didn't know what I was doing. I was just like, what am I going to do? Where am I going to live? How am I going to eat? You know, and my boyfriend at the time, he was no help child. Okay. But I was praying. I was like, Lord, like just praying desperately, like on my knees. Like, y'all know them when you get on your knees, it's real. (laughs) And I was like, God, I just want to be happy. I didn't even know what to pray. But I was like, I just want to be happy. I just want your will for my life. I just want you to show me which way to go. And so. Shortly after praying that prayer, my mom called me and she was like, God gave me this word to you and I want you to read it. And I said, okay. And I was kind of anxious because I'm like, oh Lord, because you know, God, he, he don't play. He will speak to your heart. Okay. If he got to get a word, he will get, get, make sure that word gets to you. Okay. But it was the parable of the sower and, um, the parable of the sower uh, is basically about God's word and um, the hearts of those that receive God's word. And at the time, I didn't understand what God was trying to show me or to teach me, but it did convict me. So, um, my dog is going crazy over I don't know what. But it convicted me because I started to ask myself, well, which seed am I? And so we're going to go to Luke 8. Wow. We're going to go to Luke 8. And I'm in the Passion Translation. And we're reading verse 11 through 15. And... Yes, 11 through 15, Luke 8. And I'm reading the Passion's Translation. And it says, Here, then, is the deeper meaning to my parable. The word of God is the seed that is sown into hearts. The hard pathway represents the hard hearts of those who hear the word of God, but the slanderer, or the adversary, quickly snatches away what was sown in the hearts to keep them from believing and experiencing salvation. The seeds falling on gravel represents those who initially respond to the word with joy, but soon afterward, when a season of difficulty and harassment of the enemy, also known as persecution, comes to them, they wither and fall away, for they have no root in the truth and their faith is temporary. The seeds that fell into the weeds represents the heart of those who hear the word of God, but their growth is quickly choked off by their own anxious cares. The riches of this world and the fleeting pleasures of this life 
This is why they never become mature or fruitful. And lastly, which I really want us to pay attention to, that, um, anyway, is it says, the seed that fell into good fertile soil represents those lovers of truth who hear it deep within their hearts. They respond by clinging to the word, keeping it dear as they endure all things in faith. This is the seed that will one day bear much fruit in their lives. Now, when I first read this about five years ago, I was like, okay, God, you telling me how, <laughs> I'm like, okay, God, you telling me how these, how certain hearts receive your word and Jesus used this parable to the disciples or to whom he was teaching about different seeds and you know, uh, it actually convicted me at the time because I was like, well, which seed am I? And um, I think that this is also a great, may I add, that this is a great scripture to check your heart. And at the time, it checked me, child. It checked me. And I was like, oh, which seed am I, Lord? And I, and at the time... um. You know, I was the seed that fell into the weeds. Um, And that is the seed that fell into the weeds that represents the heart of those who hear the word of God, but their growth is quickly choked off by their own anxious cares and their own, you know, uh, desires of this world. And so basically my mind was so focused on everything but God, that when his word would speak to me, it would be choked out. And honestly, I've been, I have been every single one of these. Okay. But I knew at that time I was like, no, I prayed. I remember praying and asking God, God, how do I become the seed that falls into good soil? That like, how do I, how do I do that? How do I become fruitful? How do I become that type of seed? How does my heart change? And so I remember praying that. And surely after, um, God did a miracle. I got accepted to LMU. Excuse me. I got accepted to LMU and I began my walk with God. And it's been amazing ever since. Hallelujah. And so I got baptized actually a year later, um, so, or yeah, it was about, yeah, seven, eight months later, I got baptized and, uh, the greatest decision of my life. And so, you know, I want to apply it in the same way, uh, to this season. And so I believe that God gave me this word because he is doing a new thing. Amen. Because he's doing something that is unrecognizable to me. I have never seen before. No one has ever seen it before. And it's going to be beautiful in the same way that he did it for me. Then he's going to do it again for me now. And I really believe that. But, but I am so grateful that God gave me this word because he showed me that in order to be the seed that fell into good fertile soil, I have to patiently endure. I have to, I'm going to be persecuted. As we went through the scriptures, it says that 
and verse 13, that the seed that fell on the gravel um, is the one who initially responds to the word with joy. But when a season of difficulty or harassment or persecution or warfare, whatever that looks like for you comes, that they quickly fall away and they have no root in the truth. And at that time, since I was so new, I was a baby, baby Christian. I'm still a baby Christian, but I was a baby, baby Christian. And God has placed his word as a foundation in my life where in seasons of difficulty, where I am stressed about finances, finances sometimes, where I am you know, worried about how I'm going to pay my bills or what I'm going to, you know, do because I'm human. I worry about some things like that. But ultimately, what conquers those thoughts is the word of God and knowing that the that faith comes by hearing the word and wisdom comes by hearing the word and revelation, knowledge and understanding. And so when I cling to God, he then provides a light to my feet to be able to walk this thing out daily, even if I don't see the bigger picture. But I am encouraged by what he has done by reading the testimonies and the word of who he is and his character. And so I am uh was reading this again, but it, it birthed a new fire in me and a new word, even though this is a word that I've read before. Like I said, I read this plenty of times in between, you know, now uh then and now, of course, but now I'm in the same almost in the same place where it's full circle and God is speaking to my heart in a new way. And it says that in another translation, I'm going to try to find it for y'all. Um, excuse me. Okay, yeah. So Luke 8, and we're going to go back to verse 15 about the seed that fell on good soil. It says, the seeds that fell on the good soil, and this is New Living Translation. I'm going to read through the translation so that we get a greater picture and greater view of, of what God is asking of us and how we can become uh, that seed on good soil that is fruitful and produces a harvest. So verse 15, Luke 8, New Living Translation says, and the seeds that fell on the good soil represent honest good-hearted people who hear God's word, cling to it, and patiently produce a huge harvest, okay? There goes another word like perseverance, patience, endurance. In the last translation, it said, um, in the last translation, um, it says endure. They respond by clinging to the word, keeping it dear as they endure all things in faith. And so as God started to uncover this to me, I was like, wow. So even though I may feel like I'm suffering right now, I'm waiting right now. But the key to my harvest is to endure out of all of the other seeds this seed that is obviously most significant, the key is to cling to God and endure in faith. 
And it says that that is the seed that will one day bear much fruit in their life. And that's when I began to uncover that, like, no, there is purpose in this frustration. There's purpose in this waiting room. God is teaching me how to patiently endure. And long-suffering is a fruit of the Spirit, okay? So as I patiently endure, God will begin to equip me spiritually with spiritual fruit that will, of course, you know, we're asking God for um, external things, but most importantly, is we not confused that the harvest is so much more. It's spiritual fruit. It's it's not things of this world. Okay, and although it could extern, it could be an extension of this of the harvest things. You know that we're praying for and you know breakthroughs in our finances, of course. But ultimately, that is not the goal. And as God grows me spiritually, he plants seeds in my heart from the word, like Jesus explains in the parable. And we are the ones who who ultimately choose to water it and apply it, be doers of the word. And we will see a spiritual harvest. And, you know... Part of that is enduring. And enduring means to be able to, let's actually look it up. To endure is to suffer something painful or difficult patiently. Let's look up endurance. The fact or power of enduring an unpleasant or difficult process or situation without giving way. God is telling us to patiently endure, okay? In this time that I have suffered, I have, y'all. I've been going through it, going through it in the wilderness. But with God, I have become wiser. I have become stronger. God has humbled me. He's softened my heart. He's healed me. He's given me peace. He's given me direction and strategy, and all of this is so much more. And all of this is praiseworthy. So when we feel like we're in a season of difficulty and it's not letting up, when we feel like, God, like I have exhausted every single possibility. I don't know what else to do. Be still and know that he is God and patiently wait and endure and he will be right there with you. Jesus is right there with us. I think that we forget that we have the keys to have a relationship with with Jesus and he and he walks with us daily. And God has been with me in the midst of my d- depression, deep dark depression, y'all. Because I'm like, I don't even know how I'm going to eat. I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills. Literally, God has made a way, but not only that, even in the midst of that, even if I, let's just say I don't eat that day. God is with me. 
He's with me and he has given me spiritual food that has encouraged me and pushed me beyond beyond what I have ever imagined for my own self. And so that's why I know that I have to trust God. And so it's has allowed me to be encouraged to be the seed that produces on good soil that perseveres, that endures through trials and tribulations for my harvest, for my spiritual fruit. And yes, we want these, God is going to work those things out anyway, but ultimately God is the gift. All of those things, of course, they're gone. They're here today and can be gone tomorrow. So we have to be we have to put value into the word. We have to put value into what God is doing. We have to put value onto God. God is the gift. He is the gift. All those other things, they'll come and then they'll also go. But God will always be there. He'll always stay the same. And so, you know, it it was so encouraging to me because I read this and like I said, it just birthed a new word into me and it it, it gave me that spiritual fire like, okay, I'm going to wait this thing out. I'm going to wait this thing out. And if I feel frustrated again, if I get depressed again, if I feel doubt again, I'm going to come back to you, Lord. And we walking together anyway. <laughs> so I'm going to come back to you. Y'all ever heard of um, the saying that, you know, steady wins the race? You know, it's not about how fast sometimes. It's not about, it's in those moments of weakness where God is like, I got you. I'm I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to push you beyond, you know, beyond what you think is even capable, what you're even capable of. And um, God has given me identity in this time of long suffering. He's given me uh he's he's been pruning me and cutting things off of me and taking things out of my life that no longer serve me that no longer speak to me uh and he's changed my my name he's changed my face he's changed my outlook and my perspective but it was in the long suffering now mind you i'm not going to say that it's always been like this because when i first got into and I started to recognize like nothing is happening my way. I, I I tried it every single way and I was met with disappointment. But when it was it was when I really my back was up against the wall and I really have no other options. Sometimes it has to be like that. And God humbled me and I showed me. I got you. You are my daughter. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I have a plan for your life. This is for your good and for my glory. And I believe that. And so let us be the seed that fell into good, fertile soil. That we love the truth, that we cling to the truth. So that when things come to persecute us or to discourage us or to get us down, we cling to God. We walk with him hand in hand. And we are the seeds that bear much fruit. And it gets deeper, y'all. Because this harvest 
equipped us in our hearts spiritually with understanding and wisdom and spiritual and spiritual gifts. And like, like I was saying, God will bring you out of this season of struggle. But I guarantee you this, there will be another one. But the gift that he's given us is the wisdom, the strength, the humility. And if we're focused on what he's doing outside, we can miss it. And yes, the job is necessary. Yes, the bills need to be paid. Yes, you want the husband. Yes, you want, you know, all of these things that we desire. And God is going to give it to us. But ultimately, the gift is in him. You know, pay attention to what God is doing in your heart. Because it means more than a job or any money or anything. As we've seen all these celebrities and influencers and people that have crazy amounts of money. Some of them are unhappy, unfortunately. Because they're looking, their their spirit, their soul is looking for something else. They're looking for God. And um, God's got all that figured out that you desire in your heart. He's got all that figured out. But you have to work out your salvation. And, you know, we're focusing on a piece of this, but it's so much bigger than we can imagine. The Bible says that we should be focusing on building our treasures up in heaven than on earth. And it says that in Matthew 6, 19 through 20. And that should tell you right there that all you hope for that is material, honestly, will eventually amount to nothing. But it's your heart. It's your heart that God wants. It's your heart that God seeks after so desperately. Jesus is that gift. So, like Jesus, we must patiently endure because our treasures are in heaven. Put some value on his name. Put some respect on Jesus' name, okay? Whatever you're hoping for in God in your situation, I believe he will do it. But we must seek God in his righteousness and what he's doing in our hearts. Keep your gaze on God. Things are going to change. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be painful. It's going to hurt sometimes. But it's going to be worth it. This is, you will never leave God unfulfilled. Ever. Ever. And so the last scripture that I wanted to share with y'all. Before we wrap things up, that speaks to patiently the 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 prize of patiently enduring, and we're gonna go to Revelations chapter two, verse eight through ten, and it's Christ is subtitled. This is the passage translation. It's subtitled Christ's Letter to Smyrna. And um, I read, I did a little bit of research of the Church of Smyrna. And this was a congregation that was also in financial hardship. So I'm actually calling this season of my life the season of Smyrna. <laughs> because they just went through so much because of their love for God. They were persecuted. They had they were poor. They didn't have much to their name. Uh, their city 
was being conquered and you know they it it, it to them it might have seemed like they had no hope but they cl- they cling or is cling a word they cling to god and this is what jesus told them <clears throat> it says write the following to the messenger of the congregation is smyrna for these are the words of the one who is the beginning and the end. The one who became a corpse but came back to life. Jesus says, I am aware. And it's verse 9 through 10. I'm sorry. Revelations 2, 8 through 10. I am aware of all the painful difficulties you have passed through and your financial hardships, even though, in fact, you possess rich treasure. And I am fully aware of the slander that has come against you from those who claim to be Jews, but are not, for they are a satanic congregation. Do not yield to the to fear in the face of the suffering to come, but be aware of this. The devil is about to have some of you thrown into prison to test your faith. For 10 days you will have distress, but remain faithful to the day you die and I will give you the victor's crown of life and this confirmed what God was showing me about the seed that fell on good soil that if we patiently endure it's not going to be easy you see that the the congregation in Smyrna the people in Smyrna they were about to be thrown into prison it says that Jesus told them that their test was about to be uh, tested. Their faith was about to be tested. That they would be in distress. But if they were to remain faithful. That they will receive the victor's crown of life. And I believe and I know that that was their hope. It was eternal. It was eternal. And God came through for them. And um, it just spoke to me on a much deeper deeper level because um, I live in Georgia and Smyrna is in Georgia and I currently live in Smyrna, Georgia. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is for me. I felt like Jesus was speaking directly to my heart because everything that he was saying resonated with me so deeply. You know, my faith was tested, but he told me, to remain faithful. And that's why we got to read our, our Bibles, y'all. Because God will speak to you. He will speak to you. And God is just so good. And so as I am in this waiting room or this transition or wilderness, wherever you are in, if you are in the same season that I am, in, in our season of Smyrna, we will receive the victor's crown. And I believe that with all authority that has been given to me by Christ, God is and shall always be praised because he is a good God. And so this is an encouragement to continue in your long suffering with faith, with love, with the power of worship, with the word ready on your hearts, 
Ephesians 6 talks about the armor of God, that we stand in peace in God, that we have the belt buckle of truth, that we have uh, the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation. With all of these truths, God will bring you to the other side. And not only will he bring us to the other side, but we will be much wiser. We will be stronger. We will be more loving people. (laughs) We will have more patience. And we will be equipped for whatever the world throws our way. And we will have the humility to accept what God is doing in our heart. So with that being said, I thank you guys. I love you guys so, 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 so much for tuning in. This was this episode was a little different, but I'm so grateful that you guys stuck to it with me. Um, if you have any questions or concerns about this episode, please do not hesitate to reach out. You can reach out on the Brown Girls View Show on Instagram or on my personal page, jasmine.collins. That is spelled J-A-S-M-Y-N-E dot C-O-L-L-I-N-S. I thank you guys so much. I love y'all. Much love. Speak to y'all soon.